Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Spinner Rack. I'm here with my boy, Cal. Say what's up, Cal. Hey, ready to rock. And we are doing our review of Netflix hit show, Vikings Valhalla. It dropped about, what, a week ago? Or two at the max? I'm not 100% sure. So it's February 25th. Dropped on February 25th. And hey, we finished our review of it, our look at it, and we're going to tell you what we think about it. Um, once again, I'm going to have my boy, Cal. Cal. What is your take on this uh, new interpretation of uh, Vikings starring, of course, not the actors, but starring the um, Harold Hadrada, you know, Frigis' daughter, and of course, Leif Erikson, his, uh, his, the, the brother, her brother. What's your take on this whole thing? Um, if you want to give a brief synopsis, that's fine too, but give me your thoughts on it, bro. Oh, there's no reason for, I really don't want to give a synopsis on this because it's the, it, it has very little connection to the history, at least from where I stand. I just feel this is a show very much searching for a reason to exist. You had a successful show in Vikings. And of course, you know, you know, well, Hollywood comes knocking and saying, you know, I, I think we can make some money here. And so, you know, let's try to keep the franchise, the Vikings franchise going. So, you know, we give it the same title Vikings. So people have some name recognition. Uh, but we want to differentiate, so we'll put Valhalla, which has nothing to do with the show at all. And then, you know, we have characters that are so loosely based on the, his, you know, the actual historical figures. And then the, we're, just off to, we're just off to the races. And, the, you know, they play the same notes. There's going to be, you know, the, the, some battles, wars, you know, some trickery, you know. But at the end of the day, I wonder what's the, I mean, the entertainment value is, is pretty midway at the end of the day if you like it you like it if you don't you don't it's not something i could say is a um it's not necessarily must tv it's not horrible it's right there if you you know got some time to kill you want something to watch it's right up flat alley but there's no real strong re i just don't get a strong feeling for the show at all if if there was no second season i would be just fine <laughs> oh wow talk about strong i am totally on the opposite look let's go we, let's just start off i'll cut off my my criticism of it right now. Let, let's wait, let me give you the positive. I think the show is very entertaining. I think the characters who play, the actors who play the characters, um, the guy who's um, Sam Corlett, who's Leif Erikson, he's quiet, he's dour, but he knows his stuff. You know, he's a shipwright. He's the one who, who, who gets the whole Greenlanders into um, Cadigat, you know, through a storm. We have his sister, Freitas, Freitas you know, actress Frida Gustavson. I believe she was a, a, a model at one point. Um, and of course, my man, Leo Sutter, who plays Hal Sigerson, of course, also known as Hal Harada in history. I mean, and oh, lastly, don't forget um, Bradley Freeguard, King Canute. Love that dude, too. And who else would I round it off? I guess um, Queen Emma of Normandy. I'm not sure her name is uh, Laura Berlin. Th those are some of the best characters. Those are really, really good characters when they're doing it. Oh, my gosh. I keep saying that. And I found another character, Goodwin. Love Goodwin, too. You know, um, I believe his name, I can't remember the name of the, that actor. Um, and la wait, one more. <laughs> I'm sorry, can you say no more? Ola, um, um, uh, Harold Hodrada's brother, you know, and how you, you think he comes off as a big oaf and a nut and a, and, a, and, a, and a bumbling fool, but he's actually much smarter than people are giving him credit for, you know, and of course he's being set up as the antagonist of the season and probably the whole series going forward. But um, I, I just like the way that um, they go into this season. All those characters were really strong on their own. Are they are they really historic? They are they historical um, people? Many of them are. Not all of them. Are they um, are they um, 
what can I say? Are they uh, are they following the whole history? No, they're not. I mean, the, that definitely to me has been one of the big problems I've always had with the Vikings, even as far back as the original series. You know, um, yeah, we we like Beyond, but Beyond didn't do the things according to the sagas. We like um, Ivar the Bowman. We didn't do everything they see. He was said in the, the way they made the characters. Um, I mean, it's very possible these guys could have been the way they acted, but this is this guy's interpretation. Rightly or wrong, this is interpretation. The question is, am I being entertained? I can overlook some of that. It bothers me. I trip up on the show, but I come back and say, hey, the, I like the battles. I like the story. I like the characters. So the problem is, is that you just put a wrong label on, on it. You know, I go to the restaurant. I say, I'm, I'm ordering a cheeseburger and you give me a turkey burger. Eh, it's not the same thing, but it still tastes good. I'll just eat it and, and, and suck it up for the time being. So, you know, that's my take on it right there. Well. Yeah, I don't think that's too far away from what I said. It's just, it's, 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 it's not, it's not horrible. It's not awful, but in the same time, a lot of the stuff. I mean, with the original series, and that's again, that is still a problem for me because you had the original series, and the original series, those first four seasons, was great, excellent acting from Travis Fennell, and you also had a legendary figure, not a historical figure, but a legendary figure in. Ragnar Lothbrok. So there was a lot of room to play around with him and Lagatha. Once you start moving into, you know, Bjorn Ironside and Ivar the Boneless, these are actual historical figures. And while there may not necessarily be a great amount of uh, documented, you know, stuff to, to source on them, th there are things to source on them. And I've seen that the closer they get to, uh, even if it's a thousand years ago, the closer they get to modern history, it's like the more these guys struggle. And they want to make stories out of whole cloth. I said, well, if that's the case, you know, create your own character, you know, create your own characters at the end of the day. But and they also seem to struggle with they want to give everybody something to do. So Harold, I mean, well, Harold Arata and Leif uh, Erickson, they have stuff to do. You know, we understand that these guys are, you know, historical figures. But then we I looked at the whole story for Freitas. And they like really, you know, gave her like a lot of, uh, you know, they gave her a lot of backstory. Uh, they turned her into the, they turned her into the chosen one. In some instances, she was Ray Skywalker, and you know, I, I was just like, okay, we instead of necessarily doing this with her, you know, is there more that we could have given to the, uh, you know, we could have given to somebody like Leif Erikson or Harold Rada at the end of the day. Uh, but then it becomes no because she's we want a fe we want a strong female character so we're gonna do these particular things here same thing with Kataga you know we, we want these characters as well and I understand because we discussed this that the uh, the show has a, or at least the previous show had a large female viewership but what I would say is that the show had a large female viewership in those first few seasons and they weren't doing any of this stuff you know the the guys were still the lead and you know that was it and it still had a really large female viewership so i don't understand the changes that they make once they realize oh we got a large female viewership uh, viewership so we got to come over here and make these and make these tweaks and it doesn't necessarily i mean if it helps the story sure if it just seems like okay we're going to give we're just going to give more story to the female character because we have more uh, we have a large female viewership and it's i don't really see how it ties in overall to the story even, you know, even worse, once you start stepping into Mary Sue territory, I really think that undercuts, I really think that undercuts things overall. But, you know, I don't know, it was, it, I mean, they, they keep hitting the same notes. And I mean, how many times do I have to see the show and, you know, the king isn't prepared to be king, but, but guess who knows all? The queen. She knows all. Listen to her advice because she can advise you to do so on and so forth. 
And I'm like, how many of these kings, on, at least on TV, all these shows, these kings always seem to be totally unprepared, totally unprepared to take the throne. They're just not ready. But the queen, yeah. You know, she's, she knows she came over here, you know, and it's always the same thing. No, no, be patient. Don't rush out there. Don't do that. But they don't present any sort of compelling argument to get them to stay. So they rush out. And then, of course, it was a trick. And then they sit back there like, ah, oh, if only these people would listen to me. So those same notes they keep hitting. If you want to dramatize the, the, the falling of London Bridge, OK, great. But you're still hitting these same notes and they become trite after the, you know, at the end of the day. They really did a disservice to Edward Ironside, who, I mean, his reign was very short. It was less than a year, maybe about eight, nine, maybe about eight or nine months altogether. But he earned the name Ironside from his, you know, his uh, bravery and his prowess on the battlefield. And the way that they treated him in the show was that he was just a total, you know, total incompetent, inept. And, you know, that was it. So for all of that, you could have just came into the show after he was dead. We didn't need to necessarily see him. Okay, so those type of things I look on the show, and I think those are poor decisions in terms of uh, storytelling, and uh, it doesn't, it just doesn't help overall. We see the fall of, you know, we see the fall of Cadigan. They definitely heavily want to stress uh, the friction between Christ. I mean, these are Viking Christians and Viking pagans. They heavily want to stress that, but then I kind of shrug my shoulders to it. Because at the end of the day, we know who wins out. And I don't feel myself willing to root for one side or the other. And that's something that you need to have in, in the show. All right. It's not enough that characters win or the characters are successful. Viewers need to want them to be successful. And not just kind of a shrug shoulder. Well, you know, he's the hero. She's the heroine. So we expect him to win. Like, no, because of the way that their story has been presented, we are totally invested and seeing this character be successful. They should have, they should, I don't know, they should, they could borrow a lot of stuff from The Last Kingdom you know, because, you know, that was something that was executed over the course of five seasons. And yeah, when you watch it, you watch the main character, you watch the other characters around them and you want nothing but the best for the, those characters. And then the other guys, yeah, you want to see those guys have the worst comeuppance, but that's because their, uh, their craftsmanship with the storytelling was so good. This is not that. Yeah, well, you know what? I think that you you have you definitely have some comments that are pretty interesting there. I mean, I think that you can't. I, one thing I do like is that they close off that whole Cadigan story. You know, Cadigan gets sacked, is taken over by Olo's brother. Yes, it's, we're, we're, we're we're spoiling it. Sorry, bro. If you haven't seen it, then just um, wait. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> don't look at this review. But yeah, Cadigan gets sacked. So that whole Cadigan storyline is, I think, I, I assume will be over with now because. Unbelievable Cadigan is a real place, um, or, or not as how it's portrayed in the show. So it's it's done with. Um, now Olaf is king of Norway. He's won. He's tricked everybody. So be it. But in terms of you, you, you know, we have one female in terms of Freydis, who is like a, a warrior. She's the last of the pagans, and I don't know if she's the chosen one. We don't know. If she's the last, the last of what last pagan may be it. And they're trying to show that is. And then you also have. On the other hand, you are a strong female character in the, in the in the guise of Emma of Normandy. And one thing we got to remember is that this particular character, she is, I believe, the sister or a relative of um, William the Conqueror, who will eventually conquer England. You know, and the Normans were what they were. The Normans came from the Norsemen. They were the ones who settled in France and made a deal with the king. These are Rollo's people, if you remember. And you know, they inter intermarried with the French there, and they were very warlock people 
who ended up conquering not only England but also conquering Italy and and the the, the, the Byzantine Empire and started the Crusader state. So there's a lot of stuff going on right there. And but the key thing here is that I don't doubt her powers. The problem I think we keep forgetting is that history is written by a particular perspective. And when you start looking at other perspectives, you start realizing, wow, there's a lot more here than people even gave credence to. Um, there's a female author, I think her name is Alison Weir, who went back and did a huge amount of research and brought up a lot of history on some of the famous, um, important and powerful female um, rulers in the Middle East, in the English medieval period of French. That's medieval. great. So so tell so, their story. Well, and so well, tell their story and make their story compelling. But don't just give me don't just give me a character who's going to inherit everything because the character is a female. It doesn't take away from her. And I think the character you have too, when one who's showing physical powers and freedom and you're showing one who's like, he, she's taking, she is a woman and she's within the role that she has. She's being very powerful there. I don't see that taking away anything. I thought Edmund was fine. He's just young, impetuous, and that's all that costs. I don't think that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah young, impetuous, and dead. But that's not the see. But he's not dead because of they, her. They did, because. they did. But right there, right there is what I'm saying. They took away from a character who had a very strong story and made him impetuous. Okay, made him reckless, and that does what? That builds up the female character's story, who we don't necessarily know that was the case. We, we definitively know about him. Okay, we don't definitively know about her. And then the story is shaped. So, hey, she comes across looking very wise, very strong, very uh, competent. And he comes across looking like a fool. Uh, you know, and the history and the history of it and the history is not the case. But they change, but they change Harold's history. His history is not basically the same. Yes, not talking about Harold. I'm no, talking about that situation to, right there. I'm trying to show you that they've changed all their histories. You know, Leaf coming over to Cadigan. Did they change Harold's, did they change Harold's history to, you know, to... To, to make somebody else's character look better? I think that they have made some, yeah, the way they made him be like, oh, automatically he's like the, the, the leader of everything and everybody wants to compromise with him and his brother, Canute. Whose character, that. again, whose characters, whose character uh, gets totally inverted because of I what was going on? They make Canute's um, um, place a little bit more inverted and in that he's uh, the level that um, he's being treated. I don't think. Um, in, in history, I don't even think that Edward's they, character is undercut well, and it definitively. The question, and I'm saying I think the whole thing with 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 Canute and um, how would not have been the same the way it's set up right here. Okay, it would have been a different situation. And so, yeah, there's no there's no other character there's no other there's no other situation like that on the show. It just I isn't. Guess, you're just choosing that one. But hey, are we can agree because it's the only it's the only one there. There's nothing else to choose. That's the only no, one. But there. you actually what character? And I tell you, you would not have had a character like Canute wouldn't have been dealing with someone like um Hal the way he is there, where he's like, hey, Prince, you make you you decide what you want to do. You know. Well, no, again, like I said. You know, so a character, I, somebody's history is inverted to make somebody else's character stronger. There's nobody. That's the only situation on the show. Do, but they're doing the show. No, they're doing it all over. Because Freitas' char character, I mean, all that stuff is whole cloth. This whole chosen one I'm stuff. Not and, I'm not disagreeing with you with that. I totally agree with that. I don't disagree with you on that. You know, but I mean, in the, in, she's making other characters, that whole cloth thing change. But I mean, overall... I did enjoy the show. I think I've watched it and I think that, you know, this is something if you like Vikings, I think you're going to find this just as interesting. If you like um, um, The Last Kingdom, the same thing. I don't know. One thing I do have a little particular and I'm a little weirded out is that as soon as this show comes on, Viking came on, boom, um, Last Kingdom comes on. And it's like there's no. Yes. Yeah, so we can have a we can have something good to watch as opposed to struggling as opposed to struggling with this. I mean, I, I, I just disagree. If you like Vikings. I don't. I think you'll look at this as a pale shadow of what the you know of what the Viking series was. And if you like the Last Kingdom, if you watch Last Kingdom, you watch this, you're like, wow, why did I watch this? 
<laughs> this was, you know, th this is so not, this is so not either one of those things. You, it's you, you can't, I mean, you, th there's so much to play around with the actual history. Yeah. That's what it is. There's so much to play around with the actual history. So for me, it's like, okay, if you decide, and with Ragnar, you were free to do a whole bunch of stuff because this guy is a legendary figure. He doesn't have actual history. But when you have a historical figure, there's a bunch of stuff that we already know. We know beginnings, okay? We, uh, we know life and we know end. So we have all of those things that, you know, are, are definitive and that we can uh, portray in terms of story. If you decide, no, 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 we don't want to do any of that. Okay, we're going to do this, you know, it's like making Abraham Lincoln a vampire hunter. Okay, we're going to do this with it at the end of the day. Okay, if you want to do that with Abraham Lincoln or with the character like Edward uh, Ironside, that's fine. But then you, you decided to sacrifice an actual, uh, you know, actual events that could have been dramatized for your own events. Your own events should be very good, if not better than what was already offered to you. We don't have that here in this particular story. And not just with Edward Ironside, but with any of the characters that we're presented with. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I kind of disagree. I think both shows are both entertaining. I think that both shows, um, yeah, I think one tends to lead a little bit more towards, actually no, both of them, because Bernard Cornwell, when he was doing The Last Kingdom, he has a whole series of books. I believe it's up to eight or eight or nine or 10 books right now. And, you know, he has taken the time to really break down what it is. And he's trying to really root it in in um, history, and so there's a format you can use. Whereas in um, Vikings Valhalla, yes, there is a format, but you're taking it from a showrunner's point of view, a writer's point of view. I think there's going to be more of a um, that part, that that particular type of author. I mean, the writer from the showrunner is going to be different than an author who's who already started with the. I want to try to base this in, hey, what happened if there really is a kingdom, and how would I have a particular character who is both both in the Saxon world and in the Viking world at the same time. And I think that he does a pretty good job. I have issues with that show, we, 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 but I like the show. I like the book. And that's something we'll talk about more about. But in terms of just going back to your whole pagan versus the Vikings. And, you know, I don't see a lot of literature on this, but I do remember the whole argument with the Christians and, and with the, 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 the Vikings where one king would say, hey, I'm Christian. And then another king would come back, nah, we're going to be pagans again. We're going to be worshiping Thor. Whether the question is, was it as, 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 as bloody or difficult as it was, I think there were aspects of it. I don't know if it was a wholesale thing, but I do also remember the same thing happening in the Roman Empire when you know you have you know Christians um, versus pagans, where you have one depending on the emperor. You start off, yeah, they're tolerant towards Christians, and the next emperor will come in and says, nah, you know, we're getting rid of this stuff. We're back to the paganism, and there was a battle, a, a long time um, um, fight between those two forces you know, before finding what Christianity went out. I mean, Christianity was probably on the ascendant the whole time, but it took a while. And I think the same thing, the process happened here. Yeah, there were Christian Vikings. Many of them were probably Christian in name only, you know, and, and that's how many of these guys adopted. But as time went on, they started um, becoming more and more um, Christian. I mean, look at the, the, the Normans are a great example. These are Vikings who came and, and, and made a deal and got nor, um, Norman, um, Northern Spain, I mean, Northern, um, the Normandy area of, uh, of France, and they 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 wholeheartedly joined with the Christian tradition there. You know, the bishops were warrior bishops. You know, they were. Uh, you can see that in the 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 the, the Bayeux tapestry. You know, I believe that was commissioned by William the Conqueror's brother. It's like you can you can see it's a different thing, but they're still having that whole warrior ethos from the Vikings and coming out and kicking butt and fighting. And so it's, you know, once they change that. So I, I think that 
yeah, there was a, there definitely was a, a battle between them. And I think that their, their, their Christianity, these people back then relative to what we are, they were true believers, a lot of them. And so when they converted from one faith to the next, well, I'm a true believer and you are a pagan, that's not going to rock. So I can definitely see. So I don't think that's a problem at all. I think it's a, you know, it just helps people. It's just another conflict that the show want to put in to make sure that, you know, we're, we're seeing more things happening. Well, on that, we can agree. Okay. So listen, so we agreed. We both like the show. Are we, we generally no, both? Uh, like no, 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 no. You like the show. I did not necessarily like the show. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So cool. Hey, you guys out there, you tell us what you like. Did you like, did you like, um, um, Vikings Valhalla? You tell us if it was a, which, which side you agree. Did you enjoy it or did you have, you, you didn't like it at all, like Cal did. I think, yeah, there are definitely historical problems, but overall it was an enjoyable show and I would watch a second season. Cal, on the other hand, it says shoot down the second season. Am I correct? No, and again, just to be clear, if there's a second season, I'll probably watch it. If I've got, you know, look, I got time to kill. I need something on in the background. Yeah, sure, put this on. <laughs> so why don't you just put on elevator music for God's sakes then? <laughs> if that's what you're qualified. I wish if I if I knew how to do that, I might you know do that instead of uh, Viking Vikings Valhalla, which is, joke. You know, much, joke. which is pretty much expensive elevator music. <laughs> uh, all right then. Hey, I think we'll leave off right there. Thanks everybody for joining. Um, if you like what you like, if you like what you hear, give us a thumbs up, comment, like, subscribe, subscribe comment, share. All the good stuff. Spin a rack. Out. Out.